Sun. From Boston, Massachusetts, to Adelaide, Australia, and everywhere in between. Talking local and national sports, and just about anything discussed in a tavern. Broadcasting from South Lyon, Michigan. Welcome to Easy Speak at Speakeasy 330 with your hosts, Rich and Tom. We are back. Yeah, it's, it's been a couple weeks, hasn't it? It's been Life a, gets in the way. Yes, it does. Life definitely gets in the way. It's been about a month, I think, since. Really? Been yeah, it's been about four weeks. Yep. Okay. But here we are. Man, we're here. Here we are. It's all that matters. Man, too bad that we got a lot of <laughs> things to talk about today that are going to be, some going to be kind of topic sensitive, but I think it should be talked about. Sure. Um, we're going to talk about uh, a topic that really uh, bothers me, and that's the uh, game that happened on Saturday. <laughs> uh well, I mean, show of hands, who's uh, who's surprised, really? Um, uh, my hand would not be going up because um, our favorite coach, you know, he's been known to disappoint when, you know, we need him to perform. It's got to be the Lululemons. <laughs> it, it, I don't know what it is. It has to be. Well, it was Walmart khakis before that, and then Lululemon chimed in and said, we, we can't have you wearing a, a Walmart brand uh khakis uh, so here let me back this truck up to the old uh homestead and <laughs> a lifetime supply of lululemons yeah and it, you know i mean we were going to start off with something totally different but since we started talking about michigan i mean we might as well keep going um my personal opinion and i'm you can agree to disagree like that but when you look at it from a statistical standpoint michigan outplayed Michigan State from a statistic standpoint right. with the exception of the running game yeah but I'm just saying overall yards gained mm -hmm. um yeah, McNamara that was probably his best game I think he's ever had from a from a passing standpoint. he did well you know almost 400 yards passing two touchdowns had a pick but that really didn't hurt too much the pick did hurt because that that started that was the end of the game they were they were making oh. a, they were making a charge down yeah. Um, oh yeah you're right trying to you know yeah, you're you know, right. trying to make something yep. happen you're right um i i for some happens. reason i thought that was in the first half but you're right it was, no it was that it was, sealed the deal that right was there. The, that was the uh yeah. that was the deal breaker right there. tried to force it in yeah, yeah. but i mean f for the most part he looked he looked pretty good back there and and they needed him because really the run game for me never ever took off and, you know and that's one of the things is and that's you know in our show notes that we have prepped up here um the first half looked good i mean michigan looked good in the first half i, they, they, I will say they, they controlled good. every aspect defensively um i think walker you know he played fairly well in the first half he definitely didn't go off like he did in the second and and michigan had a couple sacks and they had peyton thorn running for his life and the secondary looked pretty good all in all michigan pretty much controlled that first half and and coming out in the second half you know, you expected that to continue, but that was not the case. And and not only that, though, when you when you look at the, we look at stats, um, the offensive line for Michigan played one hell of a game because McNamara didn't uh, no didn't, sacks. didn't get sacked. Yeah, Michigan got three. They got one from Hutchinson and their one, pass and two from was, was Jabo. Solid. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, the only thing was is they did a pretty good job of containing but when you when you when you put eight guys in a box you're not going to be running like you normally do and it's time to make some changes sure uh, it was good to see uh the tight end all actually uh get involved uh he's been hyped hey he's at, very at very Michigan, active and he uh, the team in the receptions and then ended up you know toward the end of the game getting hurt and twisted his ankle or whatever but it was good to see him get going but um Definitely the possession that killed him was when they brought, you know, McCarthy in and and after he had already fumbled the ball, luckily the Michigan State linebacker booted it out of bounds, but then the next possession they come in, they Same bring thing. him they bring him right out and it's a, a botched RPO and the ball just drops and and yeah. and Michigan State gets the recovery, takes it in, they take the lead and yeah, there was the nail in the coffin. That was it. That, the you momentum know, it, definitely was um not in Michigan's favor at that point. 
No, and then when you sit back and you look at everything, like I said in the beginning, you know, Michigan from a statistical standpoint, outside of rushing, mm-hmm. we're not going to include rushing because that guy, we're going to talk about him in a minute. But <laughs> outside of that, Michigan pretty much had the game. However, I'm not going to take anything away from Michigan State's performance on there because they held it. They did what they did what we couldn't do, and that was execute the plays when we needed them plays. And here's one thing that that I took the second half. Look at the sideline difference. Look at Mel Tucker on the sideline. He's got this look of rage on his face when his team does something good. He's just like, yeah, yeah, let's go. And and you can feel that fire, his drive. And then you look on the other side. Harbaugh looks so out of sorts. He looks confused. Frankly, he looks like he's just crapped his pants. And how do you get motivated work with a coach like that? You, you never see him like interacting with his players. You know, some some players get motivated. You know, get motivated by action, like you said. You know, him. You know, being fired up, and some guy. You know, some players do feed off that. But then there's also guys who are not like that and what, you know so i guess you got to find kind of like a common ground or like a happy medium what in rivalry game i want my coach fired up and if you're a spartan fan well you, you, you look at the lions their coach is fired up like crazy and you see where that college and at. pro a little bit different i think it doesn't matter there's in my opinion there is coaching is coaching right but with a kid when you're when your coach is just jumping up and down fired firing up look at when michigan was winning you know, earlier in the season, they go to Wisconsin, do the jump around. They're they were doing the jump around. You know, the other coaches were jumping around. I don't think Harbaugh has enough rhythm to do that. But, um, but this particular game, as a player, you see your coach just just fired up. You know, that's going to motivate you. And and I just I think that was the difference in the game. Those he had those guys ready to bust through the wall in the second half. No, but showed. here, but you know. Yeah, I, I can I can agree with you to a certain extent on that. But however, every one of those players is not going to be focused on Mel Tucker jumping up and down and getting out. I get, out that. Up. I get what, that. What really gets them up for that game is the whole precursor throughout the whole season to where they're always talked down to. Right. Of always being the, uh, well, the they inferior. Use that. You, the, they the use inferior. that. Yeah, little brother <laughs> and all that bullshit. Yeah, yeah, that's fuel for the fire. Right. So when you when you look at it from that aspect, I can see that. However, uh, we can pretty much go and safely say that the little brother mantra oh, is that's old hat. That, but- that, that right there. And, um, uh, and I'm a Michigan fan. Mm-hmm. Um, if Mel Tucker decides to stay at MSU, the- <laughs> because he's known to jump ships, the, the big tens on notice. He's, he, he, well, he's known, he's known to jump ships. Mm-hmm. Um, Two years. It's going to be longest. It's going to be. Uh, it's going to be a rough go for Michigan. So, when it comes to these rivalry games, what is Harbaugh's? What two and four against Michigan State now? Yeah. And he's Owen Owen five. He'll be Owen six here in about a month against uh, Ohio State. Is it a situation where he's just not getting the message? to the players of what the meaning of these big rivalry games are? Or is it, is he looking at it, oh, this is just another another game on the schedule? Because when I look at State and Ohio State, those are the, that's the only game that matters when it comes to those programs. Those, got, those, those coaches get their players absolutely ready and give them the meaning of what that rivalry is, where – it, it I I just don't feel it like the old days of Bo Schembechler and 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 Lloyd Carr, which I was never a big fan of Lloyd Carr, but he drove in. Oh, but Lloyd Carr, Lloyd Carr never really was one of those coaches that would that would. He was not a animated guy on the sideline. No, but his players knew the meaning of those, those games. The, he they knew what those those games meant. Yeah, we got a comment in here right now. This is the Harbaugh's just not that good. I I, I, I mean, agree. That's what he's I not, agree. And Kevin, to chime in, Kevin, I talked about this a little bit today. And it's just, you know, I, I think what needs to happen is I think we just need to um, uh, say, hey, you know what? It's been real. Well, he's got no buyout clause anymore. So no, they don't just, owe him anything. Yeah, just, yeah, they can just shit can him and walk away from it. So what we were talking about Saturday night was who who would you get? Who's out there right now, A, that would want to come to this school because this, say what you want, Michigan is not an elite program anymore, and it's not at the top of a lot of people's lists of 
uh, destinations that they'd want to go. Who's out there? Who's a, a young coordinator that that you know they could go in and I don't give a shit if he's a Michigan man or not. I, I want a, a coach that is going to come in here and get shit done. We had we had that, and they got rid of him. Because we had that. Yep. It's because the alumni. Michigan alumni. Yep will not go for so that's why we will always are i mean and it's we're trending that pattern mm -hmm. where we are we already are a doormat for ohio sure. state yep uh, they wipe their feet with us mm -hmm. every every uh, november it's a warm-up to the uh, and, big 10 championship and you know that it's always going to be that way and, and that's i mean i've come to grips that you know what we're going to be a 10 and 2 football team and from here on out we talked about it we both agreed pj fleck row the boat i mean I was a little disappointed when he took Minnesota, but Kevin said uh, you were saying, "What kind of coach can we bring in, or whatever?" He says Mel Tucker. Well, I did see that on Twitter. That, uh, somebody was posting uh, that they should go. <laughs> you can't beat them. Let them join you. Yeah. But, so I mean, it's 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 just one of those things. I think they're 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 handcuffed to what the like you said the alumni wants, and, and I and I just think they're so stuck. In 1980, here's that, a, that here's a great comment. So uh, QB1 chimed in, uh, Mr. Cunningham from River City Media. He chimed in and he said, you know, it, that should be a candidate for game of the year. And this is coming from a non-Michigan fan. He's an SEC guy Volunteers. through and through. Uh, but he's he said he's really convinced that Michigan has the more talented team. It's just that the other team has better coaching for their team. Let's not let's not hide the fact that Mel Tucker did a, probably better than any other coach oh, in the ran, country. He ransacked the, 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 the transfer portal. portal. He went to the portal, and he got players that are, A, had the experience, and B, were ready to play. I mean, look at look at. Well, they, um, they might have. They were probably players that were in in situations where they were not getting played, and he, and that's where he, and that's how he got those guys. You see, he got. We talked about it. Walker. We went through whatever. He got Walker from Wake Forest. I mean. It, but then he also uh, got uh, a couple guys out of Alabama mm -hmm. and, you know, stuff like well, that. Well, just so, think about it. I think so he, went, third, he third, went and did that. Third and he, string uh, corners from Alabama are, you know, upper echelon Big Ten players. So And, yeah, and, and that's the thing with, you know, everybody always says Michigan is this and that. Uh, let me tell you something. The only team in the Big Ten that is SEC worthy is Ohio State. Yeah. Nobody, else. Yeah. Uh, nobody else. Nobody else. And 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 they're showing it now. Yeah, I mean it's after their little hiccup against Oregon. But you got to look at that situation. If there was a time, a good time to lose a game, week two is a pretty damn good time to lose a game for Ohio State because they're right back in the talk and rightfully so. They're probably I think they're ranked what fourth, fifth. Yeah, no, I mean, Michigan State's ranked fifth, I believe. Okay, and I think Ohio State is fourth. Yeah, I mean I think it goes Georgia. Because that defense is sickening. Cincinnati. Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, uh, Michigan State, then Cincinnati. I think Michigan you think State Cincinnati's going to drop that drop that far back. I'm I'm just saying that's my top, oh, top okay. five. All right. I think Michigan State probably could beat Cincinnati with that running game. Uh, I I don't know, but we're going to see really quick if there's going to be a hangover. We'll see this week. I think they play Purdue. Which yeah, they do play no Purdue. Slouch. Yeah, Purdue. You know, George Jackson said that was going to be the West representative. Purdue, Purdue's five and three. So, and then their yeah. losses were again. Yeah, yeah, those are the kind of like they're the, that team where they will lose the games they're supposed to win, yep. and then they win the go to, to Iowa and you know ransack them. But you know, how's Michigan State going to compare to Ohio, Ohio State? I mean, CJ Stroud early in the season I, there was big question marks. I, well, you see, he's really come on nice. as of late. He's been unbelievable. So therefore. I, I think, their receivers are insane. Yeah. I I think Ohio State's gonna beat them. I, I think yeah. Ohio State's gonna beat them. I be honest with you, um, the way that um, Penn State normally plays Michigan State, I think Penn State's got a good chance of beating Michigan State too. Penn State looked looked okay at times um, against Ohio State this past week. Um, what could help Michigan State is Ohio State's uh, defense isn't what it's normally been in previous years. They might be able to run on Ohio State, which if that's the case, then they're going to key on it and, and pay. Ohio's a really good quarterback. But Ohio so. State's not going to give them up, give up two hundred burger on them. I tell you that. <laughs> no, because no. they'll make the adjustments and 
and about that, what happened to that middle defense? I mean, was that a situation where they just they were not putting the right personnel on the field? They weren't calling the right plays. They weren't putting eight in the box because no matter what they did and tackling, they they I'll tackling be honest with, too. But you know what though, he leads the uh, he leads college football with broken tackles, right? Well, and he yard, showed it yards after yep. contact. He, I mean, he and, was getting hit two, three yards in the backfield yeah. and going in for six, seven yard gains. Yeah. They, it could not matter what. He threw at. All all over on Twitter, I just, I just kept seeing people. You know, refs screwed the refs. I don't want to. I don't want to use that. As no, you can't. You, you honestly, you were up thirty to fourteen, and you blew it. No, you, and you can't. You know what? It was one of those things where oh, well, the refs blew it. The, ref, the refs made the call. They reviewed it, and the calls were correct. Right. As much as I said here, and I was like, no, no, yeah. no. Oh, no. And we had Bill in here, the, uh, the, uh, uh yeah, Jason, protagonist. We know yeah, Jason, we know it's lagging. It's, yeah. Jason, I'm not. Same Internet yeah, issues. We should be All right. I think we got it. Oh. I think we're on. Man, oh. I, I don't know if it's Facebook or if it's us, but yeah, it, I don't know it's it terrible. Be, I don't know if it would be Facebook or be StreamYard. Well, so with with the performance that was given to us on Saturday, and I mean given to us, I mean it was pretty much shoved right up Michigan's ass. Yep. Uh Heisman talk. My opinion. Well, our opinions don't mean shit. Well, uh, my opinion. That put Kenny Walker, the third at the top of the list. But you know, and I I agree with you. And I would, I would say, for my personal opinion, yes. But I'm going to sp probably speak on behalf of what a lot of people are thinking. Maybe not quite yet. Maybe one more dominant performance because they still have a huge, uh, you know what? For well, I think he's only Alabama had a couple games. Yeah. yeah. Well, see, he's not. I don't think he's in. I mean, it's it's Matt Corral at at old, and he had a bad loss over the weekend. I mean, there isn't one player that has just jumped out this year that has said you know the far and beyond the best player in college football. Um, I think after a two hundred yard rushing five touchdown performance against your your rivalry i think that that speaks volumes and yeah he's had a couple games where he's been eh, but they're undefeated they're in the top five 
They're at a power five school. Yeah, it's Michigan State. They're not the sexiest, you know, school. No. And I think and I think that's what's the downfall of that is just yeah, you're right. They're not a sexy school. No. No. But he's putting up sexy numbers. Right. I mean, it's just you you can't argue that fact that what he's doing coming into a new program, uh out of the transfer portal from, you know, Wake Forest, which how in the hell Wake Forest lets that guy go is beyond me, but <laughs> they, yeah, exactly. I, you know what though? But he, he, it might not have been his, uh, might not have been his scheme. There could have been might a coach been leaving or whatnot. I mean, there could be many things, but if he consistently goes for a hundred, couple touches, and then shows up in three weeks against Ohio State, I, I, I'd be hard pressed to find another player that's more deserving. And again, I can agree. I, this is I, coming I will agree. from a Michigan fan. I will agree with you on that. I, he is an absolute bulldog. He reminds me of Rod Dane, Wisconsin, way back in the in the early nineties, mid nineties. Um, yeah. And, and he was he was a type of back that he's not going down on first contact. Jerome Bettis, not going down on first contact, and 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 uh, he's he's just he's looked good. He's looked really good. Yeah, I'm gonna apologize because I'm sure we're getting a lot of lagging action here because it's the connection is dropping in and out. But whatever, we're gonna keep pushing along because it's still recording. That's all I care about. <laughs> so after a performance like that, okay. So I you know, is does Jim Harbaugh have to win against Ohio State in order to save his job, or? Do you think maybe he's probably just done? I'll give you two answers. Okay. If he loses to Ohio State, should he be fired? Absolutely. Will he be fired? No. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Because <laughs> like you talked about the alumni association, they love Jim Harbaugh. He is an absolute – I'm surprised gotta, they haven't put a statue. It's got to be Jim like – It has to be like – 75 for 25 against because bottom line we were just there two weeks ago 100 and just shy of 110,000 people people are still filling the seats uh the alumni love them uh i don't I, he, God, he I don't know why. say what you will he recruits well but that's the extent of it he just doesn't coach well um but he's a michigan man you know, you know what that means so do I think he should be fired? Yes. Will he be fired? No. Yeah. I, I, yeah, it pains me. I was a huge um uh Homer for uh Oh, I drank the Kool-Aid too. Yeah, they brought when in. they brought because he was coming from the NFL. You know, and what he did in, in exactly Stanford and what he did and, in, but you know Stanford he had he had luck and San know, Diego State yeah. he, he brought that program so back. yeah he you know he comes in I I as we call it the I hit the cornbread mm -hmm. uh now it, that cornbread tastes like shit it's stale, stale. it's stale oh, well. <laughs> it's like it's that it's, shit it's, go. it's like the um what you get in the Christmas the uh Fruitcake. The fruitcake, yeah. Fruit it's just terrible. gets handed over and over every fruit, year, yeah. regifted. Yeah, yeah it's the fruitcake. Jim Harbaugh is the uh, the real-life version of fruitcake. Yeah, and then, so, you know, we'll think about this. We talked about a little bit. Um, you know, we've talked about Mel Tucker. He's come out and pretty much said, not in those words, he's like, I'm I'm in Michigan State and this day and the other. What are the chances that he even entertains a look at LSU or USC. Well, and you 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 hearkened in on it, his track record in the last probably ten yeah. to fifteen years. The, he's a, he's the, a carousel of a coach. The longest tenure he's had was two years, and and you're you're going into his second year at Michigan State. Um, do I think he'll entertain it? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, money talks. And do do you think LSU? He's he's the hot commodity right now. They're gonna they're gonna approach him. USC is gonna approach him. Those are two big time programs. Yeah, but here's a lot the, of money. Here's the thing that that I'm gonna look at that says he's gonna stay. He played at Wisconsin. Paul Christ is kind of slowly wearing his welcome out there. I can see a situation where he holds out at Michigan State. 
builds that reputation. And then when that Wisconsin job opens up, he's going to jump then. I mean, I don't even know in my lifetime there's been a coach that was a Big Ten coach that lateral moved to another Big Ten school. I mean, he could be the first. <laughs> Tucker, be the Tucker first. told everybody in Colorado, stood up in front of his players and said he ain't going anywhere. And in the next week, <laughs> he done gone. Uh, I'm he out. gone. I'm out later. He, he, he caught a flight to East Lansing, and, and you know, they paid him money, and he left. And, and that's the thing, scary thing with some of these coaches. They're damn good coaches. But how much faith can you put in their word when they've proven – yeah, that their word really doesn't mean a whole lot. Yeah. So uh, do I think he's going to leave? I, there's a part of me that says no. Um, I'm not sure if, if that would work down in LSU. I don't know if he'd really want to go down to LSU because, I mean, that leash is going to be real, real small. I mean, look at Coach O. You know what, though? Yeah, get your money and, and get out. Yeah, I mean, that, that, could, be, that could be the that case. Could be I mean, Coach O is going to get $19 million for walking. And they they interviewed him. They're like, so what? What uh, you know, any plans? What are you gonna, you know, after the end of the scene? Goes well. They gave me enough money to buy a sandwich, so I think it'll be all right. That guy's. <laughs> he couldn't get his. He couldn't keep his. That guy. Little O in his pants. <laughs> that, that guy. I'll tell you. So, but for Michigan State, I, I it would be a, a devastating if he left the program because I think. He's built it right back up to what D Antonio had it. Um, Mark, yeah, Mike. Mark, Mark, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then if he leaves him, and it kind of leaves that cup bear too. But um, so my, my guess is he's gonna he's gonna stick around, especially if he doesn't if he doesn't beat Ohio State this year and get into the Big Ten championship. I think he's gonna want some unfinished business. So yeah, it, we'll it it'll definitely be uh, an interesting uh, off season for them, right? So uh, the first month of the uh, NHL season is in the books. Yeah. Um, believe it or not. Pleasantly surprised. Pleasantly surprised. Yeah. I'm very pleasantly surprised. Uh, first off, I love the fact that all the kids are up on the team. All the the names that... Still missing Valeno. Well, no, well, he's... Well, I'm talking about when he started. He just got here. Yeah, but, I mean, he's there now, and, and he probably deserved to be up, but... He proved. I mean, he went down to uh, Grand Rapids and, and dominated. I almost said Toledo. They um, do have a team, the Walleye. Yeah, they do. Um, so I am, I am happy that they didn't go down their normal route where they just they bury, bury, him, their, bury him in their, the their, farm their, system. Yep, yep. Their, their prospects down in the farm system, and then I mean, look what they did, uh, Mantha. They did that. Um, so to, you know what though, I, even though Verana is not with us right now that's gonna hurt that would be a nice um, piece to have right but now. getting rid of mantha well, he who, was a who, headache who was hot garbage and you got verona for you him got verona. i mean so yeah so that's i mean it the the future is looking you know what are they, the iser plan the iser plan is coming is coming along nice um look at his first round pick last year lucas raymond yeah dude i'm telling you right now um, he looks the he's part. Nineteen. Play, he's played a couple years already in the Swedish SHL, mm -hmm. um, and played well. I mean, mm -hmm. he was he was a boy amongst men in that league, which I think has really helped him out here. Um, he doesn't being able, being able to play with the the, the physical mm -hmm. older crowd. Now he's doing the same thing, but he's doing it in a smaller a smaller rink. So which means that by him being as shifty and as uh, well of a skater he is he's adapted to it he's a well not only that though it, it plays to his style mm -hmm. of, of hockey so i'll look back to the uh the overtime game against washington down two uh, nothing they battle back they send it to overtime in that game winning possession who's on who's on the ice lucas raymond mo cider dylan larkin and it wasn't for like a quick. They were on that ice for quite some time. Yeah. And Raymond. Yeah, they were cycling it for a little bit. Raymond's puck handling skills. He got knocked down, got right back up, kept the puck, kept the position possession alive. But to see two of the three of your future, I mean, Larkin could be in their future. Who knows? But to see those specifically those two guys on the well, ice. Don't talk about my captain like that. I'm. He's 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 wearing in on me. He's he's going on. I like his aggressiveness, and he's, he seems to be playing a little bit better. But in that particular moment, to have those guys on the ice and get success 
really made me think that there's something brewing here. Yeah, it was uh, it was funny. I I forgot where I was at. I was somewhere. I think I was at Dick's Sporting Goods, and I was talking with somebody or whatever, and the guys were talking about uh, talking about uh, the wings. Yeah, that 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 that's that that cedar kid. Yeah, that cedar kid. It's cider. I'm like, you know, like apple cider. It's not cedar. Yeah, that's that that was what's his name? Mo, uh, Mo Cedar. Mo, Mo, it was an older guy. I was oh, like, sure. cider. Get it right. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're gonna, I mean, if you're gonna butcher a guy's name, <laughs> don't do it. Like, don't well, call got, him Cedar. You got the first first name right, Mo. But, <laughs> but you know, um, it, he well, he just was uh, awarded uh, rookie of the month. He had played nine games, had eight points, he had eight assists. I dude, you know what? Ice time is. I don't is need up you. There. I, I don't need you to goals. I do contribute the way to land the body. He's he's passing the puck. But the thing that I like the most about this is these guys are showing zero fear. Grit. They're, they're grit. Out I mean, there. I'm talking yes. grit. Yes, they're out Knee there caps. and they yeah, caps. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> they're out there and it looks like they played for years. These guys and and I guess that was the one thing I wondered from a 19-year-old kid. I mean, how many first round picks play the very next season? Doesn't happen very often in hockey, but he gets put on up on the, with the team, and he's showing results, and he looks the part. That that's the one well, thing that, just like you just said, what what player does that? Well, obviously he does, but hey, little birdie uh, came out yesterday and said that uh, Mr. Cole Caulfield has been uh, sent down. But yeah, that... but here's the thing: is Montreal started off terrible. They they got their first win against the Wings. They yeah. had, and they had more goals against the Red Wings that day. Yeah, and here we are about to bash on them. Well, and they're and, at, <laughs> and they're well, they're and they're taking it to them right now. Um, but um, you know, do you know he had one assist through ten games? So they're like, well, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna sign him down. Yeah, he did great in the playoffs last year, and he was yeah. he was a very instrumental in that run to the Cup Finals last year. Well, he year. went right from the Frozen Four. Yeah, right to Montreal, or um, as our neighbor across the street will say, Montreal, Montreal, Montreal. Um, so I, the, not having that that time off, he just kept on going. Uh, maybe that helped him in having that the the time off after the Cup run. I, I don't know. So maybe it, the I mean, time it, off was bad for him. Yeah, it could have been. I mean, could have been. It was a bit. It's a bit of surprise to see that they send him down. But you know, they'll send him down. He'll dominate wherever you know down there yeah get it get his confidence back and he'll be back up probably within a you know a couple of weeks or so yeah for sure and right now and you know it's we'll stick it's on the early. topic we can stick on the top the topic of hockey uh the, the nhl is in absolute absolute shambles right now it is absolute shambles well they're not they are good. i'm telling to tell you right now i am not and i never have been a fan of gary bettman after what came out and what he had said, I'm still not a fan, and I think it's time for him to move along. But he won't go anywhere because the owners love him. They love him. They you know, they love him. They'll say he's instrumental in the the ESPN TNT contracts. No, um, Gary Thorne was instrumental in that for me. They need to bring him back. Why is he not? So I mean. The, that that team, their their broadcast team, eh, they're okay. The TNT team is just the NBC guys retreaded over. But yeah. you can't have ESPN hockey without Gary Thorne yeah. or Bill Clement. Not just it, it's sacrilegious. Yep, it's wrong. You brought the theme song back. You should have brought the original crew back. Yeah, what the fuck. I agree. So yeah, so the NHL is not looking good. Earlier this week, uh, surfaced was a, a report that uh, surfaced out. Um, after in an internal investigation with the uh, sh the Chicago Blackhawks, the Chicago shout out Bill, uh, Chicago Blackhawks, they uh, it were it was reported back in 2010 by a player, former player, who was at the time known as John Doe, has since come out and publicly said it was me. His name's uh, Kyle Beach. Mm. Um, he came out and said in May. May of, or it might have early been May of early May of 2010. Um, so in the midst of a playoff playoff run, run he, uh, he was sexually assaulted by the videographer of the team, film film guy of the team, and I think his name is. Uh, give me one second here. I got it written down in notes, I believe. And 
if he's, Aldridge, if he's the videographer of this team, you show him the door. This yeah. comes out, you show him the door. What is it about this guy that the Blackhawks kind of chose to, for the lack of a better phrase, sweep it all under the rug? And that's what they did. And, you know, this week, Stan Bowman, who Scotty Bowman's son, mm -hmm. uh, he stepped away from the team, citing that uh, he didn't want to be a distraction with the uh, direction and future where the team was going. Uh, those Some of those other guys were already gone. Joe Quinville, who is the head coach of the Florida Panthers, who started off, started off well, his tenure was 7-0 and because he was gone when the Wings played him. And, he, you know, Wings took him to overtime. So, eight and so the, the team started off hot, their coach, and he stepped away because he knew and he, he didn't knew. do anything about it. All, and it looks like all the top executives yeah. knew what yeah. was going on yeah. and chose to ignore it. Yeah, and they, I mean, they absolutely just botched it. They, but, they did not fight. So... And here's the thing is, as such an organization as the NHL, uh, as big as they are, as powerful as they are as a sports organization, you all, everybody, everybody has policies and procedures and in place to do things. And obviously, sexual abuse is one big one. Mm -hmm. They have it at every work. You know, right. you've got to go through this type of training and everything mm -hmm. like that, uh, which they did. They went through the training on how to handle situations like this through the NHL, um, they feared that when it came to light to them, and I don't have the exact quote that's pulled up right now, but Quinville said pretty much, it's damning, we don't have time to deal with this right now. This was, this was in the middle of a playoff run, so he chose the Stanley Cup in the playoff run over and an oh, allegation oh, by the way, of something that happened. They won the Cup that year. Yeah. So... Do you look at the situation? Okay, it was 2010. That was 11 years ago. It wasn't that long ago. Um, times then were clearly a little bit different than they are now. Do you think that situation circa 2020, 2021 happens? You think it gets swept under the rug in the, pre in the uh, process that it was in 2010? Oh no, absolutely not. It's more no, it, it's it, more at the forefront. It's more mainstream yes. now. Yes. But um, you know, you you look at it and not it it disgusts me because I think just as a as a human and having morals, mm -hmm. um, that's just something that you when somebody like if somebody comes to you and says, Hey, this happened and you know it was wrong, all right. Well, you know what? We're gonna call the police, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do this. Um, and this is how we're gonna handle it. Uh, but then again, you you look at some of the things that were also said is that some of the players knew that it happened. Mm -hmm. The players they, they knew that it, the allegations were there, dude, and they were taunting the guy. Yeah. They were they were taunting him and throwing you know slurs at him. And and that that just shows me the the tone deafness of the organization. Well, that uh, from top to bottom, everyone knew about it. It was a big joke. So I mean, it, it's disgusting. It, it's disgusting, and, and in this day and age, you you just cannot allow something like that to happen. And um, I don't know what uh, Beach is trying to, you know, I don't know what he's trying to accomplish. I, I, I think it's more. I think situation. it's more of like a, a. It's a civil. I think it's a civil you know, lawsuit. What it's done for like his, you know, mental stability oh, or yeah, whatnot. For and, sure. Which, I mean, obviously, if if you're put through that situation, it's traumatic enough. But to be taunted and, and made fun of and, and called names by, by the players. And, yeah. and to me, I think the players should be called out. I'd, I'd like to know who the players were that, that were involved with that. I, and, and you know what? It, what's, it, well, some of the players have come out and said that the cup needs to have that guy's name removed off yeah, the cup. Yeah. It, it has to go. Well, the players need to go too. If they're sitting there taunting it and anybody yep. affiliated, anybody with affiliated with it. Yeah. They should remove them. Yeah. They then don't deserve it. also with that, I keep clearing my throat. I just want to be like DJ Cool. Let me clear my throat. Um, but you know the thing was is like shortly after that, shortly after they won the cup and like that, June sixteenth, he met with um, I met with an HR. 
Blackhawks organization, <laughs> HR, this is and says, kicker. and says, uh, hey, um, this happened. Hey, we got some allegations against you. So here's the options. Your options are option A. Uh, we can investigate it, mm-hmm. and you know whatever comes about the investigation will will handle accordingly, or you can resign. The guy goes, well, I'll just resign. So he knew. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, so you read into some of the into some of the um into the things of the. I, you know, I don't want to go too deep into it, um, but you know him and him and, and him and the player. They were going out to bars. They were picking up chicks and everything like that. And they were, you know, he was a young kid. You know, this this film guy was probably a, just a dweeb. You know, he was probably he used his status. He was probably a dweeb. Used the player. Hey, I work for the Blackhawks. Hey, hey, come on, let's you know, hey, get these girls in here, whatever. They get in there, whatever. Well, I, I think the guy was trying to, uh, you know, uh, he was uh, toot, toot the horn. I think the other guy who uh, resigned was the one who was making the you know, advancements, advancements and whatever. And I think, you know, you're a 20 year old kid, you know, that's the thing is one of the things we were, it's a power we were discussing. Move. Exactly. It's a power move. Well, this guy, he's, you're, you're, you're you know, an he's intern. This, he's that, you know, you're an intern in an NHL or organization and you are looking up to this person as a mentor, so to speak. Intern. He was at beach was an intern. No, he wasn't. I thought he was an intern. No, he was a player. Oh, okay. Oh no, he was a player. Okay. No, he was a player. All right. But no, still. but shortly after that, after they were made aware, homeboy went and, and there's allegations that he was uh, making advances towards an intern. Oh, okay, yeah. That's, so that that's thing, that's, where I'm seeing. I think that yeah. that was based on the yeah. article we read before right, we right, started. Right, yeah. Right. But do they need to investigate this thing fuller, full, uh, more fully? Yeah, I think so because I think there's a lot more that can be surfaced a lot, lot more to come out. I mean, like I said earlier, I think some of the players that were involved in the taunting and whatnot, I think they need to be called out. And, uh, you know, I don't believe that. I agree with you on that. I don't, I, I, I don't think there's any criminal prosecution that can be, you know, done, but it, it, it has to be surfaced that way. Other teams, other players, other videographers, and and organizational people know that that shit can't be tolerated. And and especially right now in the NHL, it's finally, finally getting some steam on ESPN, on TNT. Uh, it's talked about more. Uh, it's it's got it's got a fan base. Uh, the last thing the league needs is shit like this to to hold it down because it doesn't have enough speed like an NFL. Or, or or NBA or whatnot that that can can look past this stuff. It but it's just now getting off the ground, and and the NHL cannot afford to have any hiccups. That's why they need to do this and do it right. Yeah, I and you know they were talking about the um, the NHL PA guy. Um, uh, he's probably going to get. Um, he's probably going to be gone. Yeah, because of the way that he's kind of handling it too. You know, he works for the players. You know, and you know what? This so all the way around, it's just not. This is a situation where a good look. You can't. Yeah, you're representing these players, but if they did wrong, you can't. You you can't support it. You can't protect that. It's like a parent. No, it's like a parent knowing that your your son just committed murder and buried the girlfriend, uh, and comes home without her, and basically turns a blind eye, protects him. For as long as they could, because he's their son. That's no good. That's inexcusable. You, you committed murder. You should be held accountable. Of course, I'm saying this as somebody who does not have children, so I cannot relate. But I'm sit- looking at a situation where what's right and what's wrong. It's morals. Exactly. What it boils down it's to. Your compass. It, it, it boils down to morals, and um, I mean, there's really nothing else to say. Right. So more to come on that. You know, that's going to be an ongoing. Oh, it's, yeah, it's going to be. It's going to be a little be while. A slow moving process because they want to get it right. So you know, you know, really, you know, really chaps my ass. Squats or uh, uh, box jumps? No. Okay. Um. I know if you you don't have kids. I see. I have kids. You don't have kids. But what's it? What's with? I mean, there's like adult people that leave their kids at home. 
and go to Disney without their kids. Is this the what 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 of the of the week? It kind of is. Uh, well, for, first off, let me start by saying, why would you, as an adult, want to go to Disney? That that's my first question. As somebody who's ever been, everyone that I know, every human being that I know that's ever been there, is also the same thing. It's the worst place I've ever been in my life. Now, see, I, see, I'll disagree with you on that. See, I've been there. I've been there as a kid. <clears throat> I was there before I had kids, but we went as a, a group. It was a group of us that had gone. And we, we didn't go to like, we didn't go to Magic Kingdom. We went to, you know, we went to the roller coaster parks and yeah. Epcot and stuff like that. Um, but my, since I've had kids, I have not, I have not gone down there and just be like, I'm going to go to hang on at Disney. I, ha I have a, a, a friend of mine who I used to work with him and his wife. Go to Disney every year, every year, and they love See, it. I can't do that. Uh, I do you know I, I don't. Fucking, do you know I don't, how fucking expensive what, Disney that, is? Yeah, and I, and they bought into a timeshare, which we we told them absolutely do not do. That's the dumbest thing you can do. They did it, and uh, but yeah, they. I don't know. I just I I don't get maybe because I've never been there, but I I went to, um, Disney and downtown Disney and uh, California's I. It's the California something just outside of Disneyland. It's they've got like a little theme park. I forget the name of it, but I had a you know there's an ESPN zone and hung out there and forget yeah, what the, the it, it was the California zone. something. I don't know. I I've been there. That was that was okay, but didn't didn't go into Disneyland. But I don't know. Maybe because I've never been there, I I have a different opinion. Of it. it could be. I'm, so I'm not gonna say it's terrible, but I just find it I find it oddly weird that because i've known a couple of people in the last couple of weeks that have done that and so it's just kind of it's weird but having kids knowing that that's where you know generally kids would like to go to disney world kids like to go to be kids there what why would you leave your kids at home i mean because i'd say if i hey, i want a vacation i need a break okay Go to the beach. <laughs> Go to the Bahamas. Go to Hawaii or something. Now, did you see this? So there was a guy in California who worked outside of, did we talk about this or no? But nope. we might not have, but um, this guy lived outside of, I want to say it was like um, Six Flags or something like that. Um, right? I mean, I'm talking like a mile from Six Flags. So a season pass. Now, in California, it that season runs a lot longer. We didn't talk about it. I know where you're going because I, I think I read the same so, story. So this guy goes and gets a a food, a, pass? A food pass. Yeah. For 150 bucks for the whole season. For the whole season. And you're so, allowed a, one meal per per visit. Yeah. So, well, no, isn't it three meals per visit? No, and, and a snack. No, it's like it's you you can go there. It's every visit that you go there, like every day. Just say it's every day. This dude went there for lunch and dinner for like three years. For a hundred, dude, for a hundred and fifty bucks, and he ate. And he even said he goes, "Well, it wasn't really glorious." <laughs> Wonder what his cholesterol level. Yeah, was he said. He, well, he said he goes, "It wasn't the healthiest thing." <laughs> he said, "But then you know they really started coming out with more healthy options, so it wasn't terrible." Mm -hmm. But the guy would go there every day for lunch. And then he'd stop there on the way home and eat dinner there before he got married, before he got engaged and everything like that and got married. But <laughs> it's like, genius. But the guy said, he goes, by me doing that, he goes, I had enough money to pay off all my student loans, all any debt, everything like that, just by doing that. And living in California, and that, where yeah, let's exactly. not, you know, it, it's, it's expensive AF to live and, you know, the cost of living. Uh, that's genius. And, and I wonder if, since this, would you do that? That's why my, my, my question would be is, would you do that? If I'm shit, yeah, shit, yeah, shit, yeah, shit, yeah. Uh, I'm curious to see how six flags works this now, now that this has kind of gone viral. Uh, I'm sure there's been some other people that have jumped on the ship and decided, Oh, I'm going to try that out. See, and the, and I, I can't eat that food. 
I, I can't eat. Well, you'd much. be doing staple scoot uh, right to the bathroom. No, I mean, after, after a while, I'm sure your your guts just get tuned to it. <laughs> All right. But oh, I mean, look at that. <laughs> but, you know, it's, you know, you can only eat chicken nuggets so many times. You can only eat chicken. <laughs> you can only eat the burger or the hot dog so many times. The the uh, the orange lamp heated uh, foil and paper wrap. It was burger. funny. It was funny. The guys, when they went there, the people that worked there knew them by name. They knew him by name. Well, I mean, shit. Every day, two, two, and and Six Flags is open every day. I mean, all year round. Yeah, especially out there in California. It's not like Cedar sure. Point here, where it would be you know, just you know for a few months out of the year. But Six yeah. Flags is a year round. It's genius for a single man wanting to save money, pay off stuff. Hell yeah, that's you know, especially if you only lived like a you say like a mile away. No, he, yeah, he worked like a mile or so away. So it wasn't really out of his way to go and and catch a ride here and there. I mean, shit. What was the season pass? Hundred bucks. Food pass, hundred fifty bucks. Oh, dude, I just still couldn't do it. It would get old really quick. It though. would. It would. But you know what though? If you got like a goal set in mind, like I'm gonna abuse this for three years, and I'm gonna. You got to be. It's discipline. Yeah. That's what it is. Because you know what? You got your checks getting cashed all that time. You're looking at those checks. You're like. You look at the bank and you're like, this is working. I got some money. This is right working. Here. I got some money. Speaking of discipline, start paying. Speaking of discipline, before we uh, check up out of here, being a Detroit Lions fan, that's discipline. Unbelievable. That's fuck. That's discipline. What the fuck happened Sunday? And I, I'm not gonna lie. They got. I'm not gonna lie. They got beat. I sat here. Saturday, we were watching Michigan, Michigan State. I sat here, and I proclaimed, "I think, <laughs> I think they're going to win tomorrow." Yeah, you. I think Saturday, you tomorrow. said, "You know what? They got a good chance at winning." I, I I liked their chances. A, they gave everything they had in L.A. And I think that's what the problem was. They 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 had they couldn't pull any more punches. But I felt like. They had some momentum. And even though it would have been one win, you know, in the eyes of the world, who gives a shit? But for that team, one win would be like a Super Bowl for them. Uh, the Eagles are not that good. Mm -hmm. um, uh, they were out without their leading running back. Uh, Jalen Hurts has been, eh. He hasn't been fantastic. Their defense has been suspect. Uh, sus, as sus, the kids call yeah, it. Sus. Uh, I felt it was a recipe for a Detroit Lion win. Well, <laughs> I think it was a fucking I, murder I, I mean, scene. The Eagles went down and scored on their first possession. Detroit goes in, you know, does what they do. Eagles get the best field, field goal. Nothing. Field goal. And then it, yeah, miss. And then it's seventeen. Nothing. It's twenty-four. Nothing. And it's just like, it's the Bengal game two weeks ago. I tweeted, I haven't seen a performance this bad since, oh, two weeks ago against the Bengals. Which that Saturday prior to that game, I felt, I Man, like our chances. I felt damn good about I it. I like our chances. I felt damn good about it. And boy, was I mistaken. So pretty much, uh. The Lions pulled their pants down and showed you their butt. Question. Is it lack of talent? Or yes. did these players, because what I saw lack, Sunday. Lack of talent. That was that was a team that didn't care. From TJ Hawkinson. Here's, here's the thing. Here, here's, here's, here's my take on it, because believe me, as much as it pains me to sit here and talk about the Lions game, they're on a bye week, so let them go. We'll let them go this week. We're not 13 and gonna, a half point underdog in the bye week. We're not we're not gonna talk about it. They might win this weekend. <laughs> well, they can't lose. But but so, but you know, the the thing is with this whole and people are like, I can't believe they gave this guy a six year contract. I can't believe they did this. I can't the reason why they gave him a six year contract is because they knew it was mm. not gonna be overnight. They knew it's not gonna be overnight. They know Jared Goff is not the quarterback of the future. And, and it's a stopgap. Absolutely. It's but, a stopgap. But let he me, is not the reason let why. Let me finish. Okay. Let me finish. The reason why they lost is a couple things. 
first and foremost, their play calling is terrible. Absolutely terrible. I had higher hopes. Mm-hmm. Anthony Lynn. I had higher hopes. However, I'm going to give him a pass. Hubbard's very empty. Given the, <laughs> give him the personnel that he has to work with, mm-hmm. I'm going to give him a little bit of a pass. Second of all, it seems like every game, the offensive line is getting worse and worse. Specifically the right side. The right side and blind side. Sewell, it, Sewell hasn't looked good either. No, he has not. But that right side of the line is terrible. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely terrible. So I have I gotten to arguments on Twitter. I got arguments with people in person. I'm like, look, you cannot. Everybody's like blame everybody. Well, you know what? The two hardest positions to be in in Detroit sports is the goalie, goalie for the Red Wings the and the quarterback for the Lions. Yep. It's it's. It's been that way. It's historical. And it's always been. We want the backup to play. Yep, and it's historical. It's always been that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't you can't hang it on Goff because um, a his line is not helping him. He has no time to even read get his pro- pro- progressions. Not only, not, only, not only that though, his wide his wide receivers <sighs> cannot get separation. Not at so all. he so with a lack of time and his receivers not being able to get separation. Mm-hmm. He's going to take sacks. His only grace is a swing out pass to Swift, or it's going to be a, uh, you know, something a to bail out by Raymond. Raymond, yes. will, Raymond is about the only receiver on that team that knows how to get open. And we talked about it the other day. Raymond's a good three on a team. But right he, now he's being utilized right, as a one. He's, he's really crafty. He, he, he's little. So we can kind of tuck into into a uh, uh, the defense. He's a poor man, Steve Smith. A poor man, Steve <laughs> or Smith. or an old school Johnny Morton back in back in the day. Um, so he has that ability to get in between like the zone, and and he's pretty quick. So he has the the ability to, but they're utilizing him as a one, and he's just not. He is not that guy. He's not big. He's not physical. He just. And you had um, you can't you, you what it is is the personnel exactly you said cupboards are bare mm-hmm. that's that's the one losing thing. safest didn't didn't help their offensive line on the right side has not been helpful yep and uh, believe it or not Goff has thrown a couple balls that um, the receivers are not catching the ball yep. oh absolutely you know but, I watched but, uh, you know Hodge it's what we get at, Cord- Cordell Hodge or whatever his name is who. Who was hyped he, up coming out of Cleveland? He, yeah, he was terrible. He he's he's been a total disappointment. Uh, it was good to see uh, Amon Saint Ra actually, you know, get a couple plays and make some moves. And 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 he's been kind of a late bloomer. But I I don't know. It's it's just looking forward. Where where do they get a win? Where and and ironically enough, I don't want them to win at this point right now. I do well, not want to win because well, I do not want to blow the first over pick because this is what I want them to do. I want them to shit their pants for the rest of the year. I want them to get that number one pick overall, and I want them to trade that trade the pick. pick. I want them to trade down to get more picks. Here's the problem. That's what man. I want. There's nobody coming out. There, There is nobody out there like this past couple of years that said, oh, you know, uh, Joey Burrow, uh, Trevor Lawrence. Wait, there, there wait is for the combine. Wait there's for the combine. no player out there right for now. The I mean, to me, it's Thibodeau from Oregon, the end, or it's it's Hutchinson. See, I don't think Hutchinson is a is a number one overall. He is top five, not number one overall. Yeah, normally no, but that is a need this team absolutely has to have. They get no. I I watch quarterbacks sit there and do multiple reads. They sit back there and their head goes, and they they have the the ability to wait for the receivers to get open. But again. I agree. Well, let's look at let's look at um, kind of last year's t- conversation. I was pro Micah Parsons, and I caught a lot of flack for that. He's not a he's not a number seven pick. Um, no, look at him. Oh, I, I mean, wanted Parsons. He is he. And the other and the previous year, I wanted the guy out of Clemson. Uh, Phil, oh, um, Simmons, 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 who's just now actually starting to take the form. So. Yeah, specifically, is he a, is was Parsons worthy of a seven? You know, generally no, but 
look at his production right now. Yeah. I mean, and and everyone gave uh, Cincinnati shit about Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase is already won the Rookie of the Year in my opinion. He's he's unbelievable what he can do. And those are two guys that really people were hesitant about. And 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 Cincinnati went and got him, although they look like shit this past week. But he's been a difference maker. The 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 Cowboys. I, I hate the Cowboys. Don't get me wrong. He is an absolute difference maker to the point where they said, Jalen Smith, see ya, captain, get out. Who just got cut from Green Bay today. So do you generally go and get a defensive player, number one? No. But when it's a need that you absolutely have, you at least got to have that conversation. And if you can trade back to get them, yeah, that makes a little bit more sense. But they need defensive help um, badly. Because there's just no pass rush whatsoever, and they get the, the secondary gets picked apart. They need everything. Yeah, they need they, more picks. They need everything. I agree. And that's the thing. So I'm a fan for trading back. Brad Holmes has his work cut out for him. Chris Spielman has his work cut out for him. Uh, they need to really dig deep and find players that are going to fit the mold here, and that are going to. Because let's face it, whoever they draft in the first two or three rounds, maybe even four rounds. They're going to be day one starters. They're going to be expected to be day one starters yeah. because this team is so depleted. I mean, I think there's some college teams that probably could beat the Lions. I doubt that, but, you know, that conversation is always had every year. Could could Alabama beat, you know, so? I, maybe. I know what, and I hate when people make that <laughs> reference because, no, it, it could not right. happen. But it, it's just saying that, like, you look at the scoreboards throughout the, uh, the this past week, and most of the games were close. A um, couple teams shouldn't have lost that did. And then there's the Lions. Oh, 44-6. Yeah, well, ho-hum, hey. And I feel so sorry for the fans. Do I feel sorry for the fans? I don't know. They know what they're getting into. But I've tweeted two times now in the last three weeks the Detroit Lions should refund every single person that paid money to go buy a ticket in, the, in there. It's an absolute embarrassment. And, and anybody that would – Want to go and watch that team play right now? It's come beyond. On. Yeah, it's beyond. Come on, it's it's a it's it's a disgrace. And the only way things, if you start, you stop going to these games. You just do. Although I did, I did notice the place was half empty. Yeah, it was. It was, there half was empty. not a lot of people. There so that was kind of good all. to see. But remember, a few years ago, and I think they were playing the Bengals when all these people showed up wearing Bengals gear with like paper bags over their heads, and they were cheering. They were like boycotting the lines but they still showed up wearing like bengal gear that shit needs to happen again i mean this is i think we all expected this but i don't think we expected it to be this bad you know a lot of it boils down to um I, i'm a, i'm a if you're you know feel you're not going to win games kicking field goals no. we all know that no but at this point right now let your team kick field goals well, you need get you need get, points. Try to get momentum. How many points did they have in the first half all season? Yeah, I have no idea. I probably none. I think it's seventeen. Really? I think it's seventeen. They scored uh, last week in LA. I think they put up what? What did they have? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I th- but they they scored their first ten. first they half ten. Yeah. So they scored their first first half touchdown against LA last week. Week seven. Week seven. And it, it, best, this past week was like the, I think the third or fourth, I forget what the number was, the time that they were shut out in the first half. I mean, I mean this is the NFL. And, okay. That's, that's Mexican. <laughs> the offseason, Anthony Lynn clearly isn't going to be sought after, so he's probably not going anywhere. Or do they make a change? Do they bring in a new offensive coordinator? Jim Bob. Jim Bob Kuderbeck. JBC. No. All right. Well, on that note, so hey, it was good to get back. It was yeah, good. Yeah, it was good. It was good to, was be good back, to for sure. It was good to uh, shoot the shit a little bit. Sorry about the little lag, and hopefully the internet situation can fix itself at some point. Yeah, we'll figure it out. But uh, we'll see you again real soon. So, yeah, we out. See you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Easy Speak at Speakeasy 330. You can catch us every week at iLogicMedia.com, Apple, and Spotify. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at EasySpeakCast for the latest and up-to-date news. Cheers.